0: Hey guys, welcome to this week's Money and Investing show with me, Andrew Baxter. This week we're covering the subject of exchange traded funds, ETFs. We're going to look at why they're such a great tool and why they've managed to become a $4 trillion business how they can help people that perhaps are brand new, maybe that's you as well, to get started in the market and offer diversification, and how they can help people that perhaps are a little bit further along the line in the journey, they're looking for diversification or leverage, or to be able to exploit very, very specific situations in the market. A lot of information covered in here. We're probably gonna go deeper in several other episodes down the track, but this is a great starting point to unravel the mystery for many people, which is exchange-traded funds. See you in the show. Hey guys, welcome to the Money and Investing show with me, your host, Andrew Baxter, and of course, as always, my offsider, Mr. Mitch Olorentio. That's
1: me, Mr. Baxter. How are you?
0: Fantastic. Thank you. So what you. What do you got for us today, mate?
1: Well, as you know, I'm the creative director here and I'm constantly pumping out ideas for our podcast broadcasts. Today we're covering the almighty ETFs, Exchange Traded Funds.
0: Hmm, where'd you come up with your ideas for this? You always give me something challenging.
1: Well, as I'm an analyst, right? I'm reading a lot, I'm doing a lot of numbers. I'm always in the market, so I've got plenty of ideas. You should see the list I've got coming.
0: Goodness me, forewarned is forearmed. So ETFs are Exchange Traded Funds, okay probably, if not the biggest growth area in financial markets over the last decade, massive, massive area of growth for a lot of different reasons. And we'll explore that as we go through, but not just the theory. I think perhaps as we go into this, let's start with the definition and then we'll get into maybe some advanced ways and also some more basic ways uh, of being able to use this this vast array, $4 trillion of exchange-traded funds. Wow. So how I would go about defining an exchange-traded fund for our listeners if you think about the world of managed funds as a starting point, a managed fund is where there's a fund manager and they buy various stocks and they put it in a portfolio and you get a price every month as to what your investment is worth. They're OK, but obviously it's, a, it's, it's usually quite broad based. Where exchange traded funds have really hit the nail on the head in the marketplace is their ability to be very tailored towards certain niches. So we think about the stock market as a supermarket and there are thousands and thousands of different things you could put in your basket. What an exchange-traded fund will do is to say, look, we're interested in the stuff that's in aisles one, two and three, and that's all we invest in. So investors can then have a more focused uh, type exposure to that. And let's say aisle one is pasta. And you suddenly have a fund that just invests in things related to pasta. In the simplest terms, I think that's how an exchange-traded fund works. So here's the stock market. And rather than the whole um, uh, market itself, let's draw it into a niche and then very specifically within there.
1: I think that's a really, really practical mm. definition and mm. makes it really easy to understand. Mm. So what you're saying is it's almost like a basket of securities that are particularly you know, invested in for that industry or commodity.
0: Absolutely. And some of the advantages for investors, the fee structure is very, very competitive compared to the managed funds industry. Um, but I, I think the real speciality of, uh, of certain ETFs is their ability to give you yeah, a tiny slither of exposure to something that you choose. So yeah, if we were to take lithium uh, as an example, of, as a sector, um, you might think that my view is very bullish on lithium because of cars and power tools and everything these days appears to have a lithium-ion battery. So let's invest in lithium, which is great, but where, where do you start? Do you invest in lithium mines? Uh, and if that's in Australia, that's been a very, very tough space with global lithium prices trending down. Do you invest in a refiner? Do you invest in the battery manufacturers? Do you invest in the end users? And something like the LIT uh, uh, exchange-traded fund actually is all things lithium. So it's giving you a broad base, a slab, that diversification, which is very, very attractive for today's investor.
1: Absolutely. And you know one of the main things they they taught me specifically at uni, my finance mm. degree, was the importance of diversification, mm. because as we all know, it manages your risk quite tightly, right?
0: Absolutely. Uh, and, and, and it's a very easy go-to place for investors to, to get started in there. And, and, and if you look at the proliferation, I mean, there are exchange-traded funds on, on virtually everything now. I noticed, that last week, BlackRock, uh, they just raised six, seven 700 million straight off the bat uh, into uh, a new fund which has got a, a non-carbon mandate. So anything that emits carbon is not an acceptable Criteria in that fund. So for anyone that's got an ethical bias, or or, or they're looking at carbon footprints, maybe we should flick this on to Greta Thunberg to see if she'd like to invest in it too, with a multiple millions. But um, you know, that's a sort of fund that perhaps uh, would be uh, would be something that tickles your fancy if that's your thing.
1: Absolutely. So yeah. what are some examples of ETFs? I know mm. you just mentioned lithium, mm. one that's you know quite ethically bound in the fact that it doesn't invest in carbon stocks or carbon mm. companies. How far wide does that stretch? And what are the typical ETFs in the middle?
0: Mm. Look, the, the great thing about them is that it can give you that speciality. So, in, you know, think about, oh, I'm hungry, I'll get a sandwich. Well, that's investing. Uh, do you want a ham and cheese sandwich? Oh, I don't eat meat. Okay, well, would you like a cheese sandwich? Well, actually, no, I'm vegan. Okay, well, let's get you <laughs> into the almond cheese or soy cheese or we're, whatever the we're thing going might to be. Rabbit hole now. Uh, and that's what you can really do with these. So, it gives the investor the ability to really follow their personal. Um, values, which I think is very important. You know, uh, If you've got an environmental bias, it's unlikely you're going to want to invest in a company like Monsanto, sure. you know, which is taking it to an extreme. Uh, but you may have solar, for example, which, of course, there are, um, there are exchange-traded funds. I think SUN is, is, is one of the solar ETFs over in the US. So if you feel that solar is an area you want exposure to, there's your go-to investment asset class. Um, alternatively, um, if you had a view on interest rates, for example, and that's how, how microscopic you can drive in. On this, And we'll talk about these now and then we'll take a step back uh, for people that perhaps are brand new into this journey and, 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 and where they can start with this. Um, let's say you've got a view on interest rates and if you feel that interest rates are um, going to move up in the US, there's, uh, there's TBT, uh, which is the US Treasury Exchange Traded Fund. So you can uh, trade that move up in interest rates using that kind of fund. Um, Yeah, SH, which is the short S&P 500, so if you feel the market is going to fall, and this is crucial for everybody with markets at current levels, and you wanted to hedge out some of that downside risk, uh, buying exposure to an ETF like that, if the market falls, the value of that exchange traded fund, of course, will go up, so it gives you that ability to hedge as well. Very, very attractive.
1: Well, and look, and as complex as they quite sound, Mm. you know, in reality, it sounds like something that would be super expensive, super diversified. It's not actually the case no. because they're actually quite cheap, right?
0: Absolutely. The, uh, the the I think part of the reason why they've enjoyed such a, a massive growth and surge in interest is the cost structure is very very fair for investors. Now the advantage, of course, compared to a managed fund, if you've got a managed fund, you've got your funds under management trail, maybe a performance fee. You know, when I was in the hedge fund space, for example, um, we have what's called a two and twenty structure. So we charge two percent a year management, and then twenty percent performance fee. Uh, the two and twenty structure quite. Synonymous with the hedge fund industry and we did that for many many years, but these days Fees have come down so much, that's an archaic model to really have. Uh, and, and, and so the fees on ETFs, the, there is no sort of ongoing fee. It's like buying a stock. There's no ongoing fee for holding it. You've got your brokerage when you buy it. You've got your brokerage when you sell it. But there's no um, annual fee that you're paying on top of what's within the unit price. Now, of course, the, the funds manager is going to charge you within the structure for what they do. But you've got those nice moves that you can trade very, very easily without the lock-in period that many managed funds have. I go back again to the hedge fund space, which is, which is my background to an extent. Um, you, know, you can have monthly investments, quarterly redemption. So you're in on a calendar quarter. Uh, and you can only get out on calendar a calendar quarter. Some are monthly, some are weekly. But with an exchange traded fund, you can be in and out anytime you want if wow. the market's open. Buy, sell, done. And it's it's an extraordinarily flexible asset, which is, which is I think part of the reason why it's appealed to so many people, and 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 it's appealed. And we've talked about some niche stuff, which is probably back to front in a way where you know more sophisticated investors can get exposure to. Um, you know, banks, for example, or maybe you don't want exposure to all banks, you might just want investment banks, or you might want exposure to agriculture, except meat producers, for example, and you can do all that stuff with with an ETF. But where the real value, I think, for a lot of our listeners, especially for people that are brand new to this, we've talked in the past about holding cash at the bank being a waste of time. Yeah, and you've got to have some cash, we, we know that. But that notion of having savings as a form of investment and your primary place, it's lazy money. The challenge then becomes, well, where do you put it? And we'd like to see people putting that money somewhere where it's going to grow more for them. You know, we've talked about first home buyers in the past and in terms of where that side of things are at. When it comes to the stock market, it's quite daunting. So let's say you've got three or $4,000 saved up. What are you going to do? Are you going to buy um, $2,000 worth of BHP? Are you going to buy four lots of $1,000 of, of different stocks to try and diversify? Sure. It? And this is where I think ETFs have been very, very good, because an investor that's starting out with a relatively small amount of capital can buy um, into say like an index tracker almost and have exposure to the entire market sure. at a very, very low cost base.
1: Well, I know for a fact, the actually minimum the minimum investment with an ETF is just 500 mm. bucks. Mm. Now, for anyone who's looking maybe to start in the stock market as a newbie, mm. that's a really, really low amount to just get some skin in the game.
0: Absolutely, I mean, you consider that as a hurdle to get in 500 bucks compared to 50 or 60 grand in the property market. I mean, it's a, a quantum apart and sure. that's something it's important to acknowledge too. And, um, and, and that's really where things are going. It, it, and it's good to see that people that are new to this whole space for once have actually got somewhere they can go that's going to give them an advantage uh, to better get started relatively small. And, and I think that's, a, that's a, a huge boon for this sector. Now, for people that are in our space where we like to use options and stocks together to better generate income, many of the ETFs in the US you can actually sell call options over as well. So you wow. can have the ETF as the underlying asset have all the diversification, the low management expenses uh, and the niche focus that you want and still be able to generate additional income over the top of it. And that's a marriage made in heaven. I love that.
1: Absolutely. So you're telling me we can actually get upfront paid income on these already diversified ETFs. Wow, mm. powerful
0: combination. It's it it really is a marriage made in heaven, and we we've been operating in that space now for about five or six years for people that that come in and say, look, I don't want to be stock specific, um, but I do need income. What can we do? And looking at you know, a couple of really decent ETFs with options that are traded over them is a perfect combination uh, because as I say, you know you can pick up your one and a half, two and a half percent a month upfront paid income and have the benefit of having an asset that's not focused in on just one stock. Uh, And that stock-specific focus, uh, unless you're um, schooled in how to trade on a more effective level, I'm sure we'll cover how we pick stocks, for example. I'm sure it'll be another one that's on your list of subjects for me. but you know, as we go into that, you realize there's quite the process there. But for somebody that's fairly new into it, the risks of, OK, I'll get a diversified portfolio. Um, you know, If we're talking about the Aussie market just now, uh, I'll buy some Treasury wines, a bit of Qantas, um, some Blue Scope Steel, and Fortescue. They're across four different sectors. But there are four stocks you've unfortunately picked, which all have got substantial exposure to China, which with the coronavirus would be quite a negative for you and would have hampered your performance. Well, it would have more than hampered. It, it would have smashed your performance. Um, that's a big risk for somebody that's new that doesn't understand the intricacies of this news event and how it's linked to the way that certain stocks perform. Whereas being able to go into the ETF space and having that broad basket like an ASX30 Stocks, for example, would be a, a good way of managing out that risk without having to be too stock-specific. You know, very unfortunate if your first foray into uh, investing in the U.S. was to buy shares in Boeing, for example, just before the you know, the 800 max problems. So again, it helps re- reduce that risk. And our whole mandate, our mission, if you will, our purpose, is to make sure that our clients and our, our listeners and followers on these uh, these these media's too. Um, to make sure that they're never exposed to unnecessary risk. And if we're able to put those sort of tools in front of people, and obviously this is just a a slither of what the ETF market can really do, and it'd be great to sit down and have a chat with individuals to work out what it is they're doing. We do this within our financial planning business, of course. Um, And to open that door to say, look, this is how you can, for a fairly small amount of money, construct a really well-diversified, but not diversified for the sake of it, yet focused portfolio. Absolutely. Mm.
1: Now the inner journalist in me wants to ask you Mm. the opposite side of the coin and say what are the actual disadvantages of maybe Mm. owning an ETF?
0: Look, there are going to be some in terms of dividends for sure. Um, you know, if you if you own shares and they pay a dividend, obviously there's an income flow that can flow from that. In an ETF, if the companies that are held in there um, receive a dividend, well, that's gonna go into the, the, the value of the, the fund because it becomes a fund asset. But you lose out sometimes on the tax benefits of that. So for example, in Australia, with things like franking credits, they wouldn't necessarily flow through to the investor. And some people, I think, like to have that control factor of knowing that they've got shares in their name, they can see what they have, and that's their mandate. And, and that's fine too, this whole thing is horses for courses. It's about finding you know, what's particularly right for you. But from, a, from someone that's coming in, if you've never invested and, and, and you want a nice, easy start, exchange-traded funds, I think, really do provide that. Um, notwithstanding, if you decided to buy a diversified portfolio of shares, let's say you wanted eight or 10 shares, Well, that's eight or ten lots of brokerage that you're gonna have to pay on the way in and of course on the way out. Whereas one ETF, one lot of brokerage in, one lot of brokerage out, you've saved yourself some money there too. So, you know, that's another advantage for people that are new. That said, as you dive deeper into this space, and I suspect, you know, this is this is a a good overview of ETFs, but we may well down the track do something that's a little bit more in-depth with maybe four or five of our sort of favorite places to go, uh, which I guess we can cover outside of this. For those people that are a little bit more advanced and are looking for some of the particular advantages that ETFs can offer, particularly when combined with options, or looking to trade a very special situation and overlaying that with options, um, you know they can they can they can sort of cater for both ends of the market, which makes them a marvelous instrument and why they've seen so much growth. Sure.
1: Absolutely, and I think you've given a re- us a really really good mm. overview of what they are mm. and how they work. Let's talk a little bit now about maybe some particular ETFs that you're a fan of or that you've mm. traded recently um, and what's kind of gone on, what's the situation?
0: Okay, so I, I'm, I'm not a lazy person by my disposition, as you well know, but I'm, I'd say I'm a fairly lazy trader insofar as I've got a universe of probably about 150 stocks and ETFs that I trade regularly <laughs> um, and, and they're like kind of going home and putting on a pair of slippers. You're familiar with them, it feels comfortable and, 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 and that's part of the reason why they've been great places to trade their honey holes. Um, within there, um, during market times of turbulence, you know, SH is always a place I go to, which is the short S&P. Not performed particularly well for the last couple of years because the S&P is at an all-time high, and SH is at an all-time low because of that. It's the opposite. But when things start to get a little bit shaky, that's one of my go-to places. It's very liquid, and it can move. Now, a word of caution uh, just on that approach to, to trying to trade special situations, one massive one, and we better throw this in from a risk perspective, is to make sure that if you're trading an ETF, have a look and see how leveraged it is. Um, Because the SH is okay. it's it's a short S&P 500, but there are geared versions of that which may have five times the leverage. So a move has five times the amplification in the price of the ETF. Now, of course, that's great if you're on the right side of the trade. Um, but if it goes the other way, that's five times the loss for you as well. So one of the key things to check on, on your checklist of whether an ETF is right for you is to look at the gearing level. So for people that are brand new, the temptation is, well, I've only got a small amount of money, so leveraging up is great. And I'll actually argue the opposite. Earn your stripes, keep the trainer wheels on and get that small amount of money working in a way that you feel comfortable. So that once you've learned how those particular instruments work down the track, Using leverage in them makes sense, not the other way around. And and quite often, and CFDs would be a very good example of that, where uh, for whatever reason people have piled into to trading a CFD without really understanding the risks and blown themselves up. So yeah, I like ungeared ETFs in certain circumstances. I'm also an experienced trader, so going in to take something that's got a more leveraged view is something that I don't have a problem with, either with my risk profile and also my experience levels.
1: And just a quick question, Mm. how do we know if an ETF is geared or not? Is there a Mm. website you can find that out? Is that posted on the exchange?
0: Yeah, if you have a look and right-click in in Trader Workstation, it'll tell you about the product and the way it works to a large extent, And, and, and it's often worthwhile actually going to the website of the ETF provider and actually digging a little bit deeper in there as well to have a look at it, Um, just in terms of those things like their expense ratios and also, of course, the gearing levels, just to make sure.
1: And can you actually see what's in there, what kind of stocks I've got in there?
0: They always post what's in there retrospectively. Uh, Obviously, there's a level of intellectual uh, property. Again, I go back to the hedge fund days. It's kind of like playing cards with someone. If I said, Mitch, this is what I'm holding, what do you think? Would you like to play against me? And, uh, <laughs> and so fund managers tend to be quite candid in terms of what they're holding. They might give a, a broad overview, but they tend to be very vague on specifics until it's a statutory, statutory reporting requirement, in which case you say these are our top 10 holdings. But they're always done after the fact. Okay. Mm. Um, and that's that's their niche. That's their IP, their expertise. It's not a tip sheet. It's an investment vehicle.
1: So is there a team that are running these ETFs then mm. specifically or one person? And a
0: fund manager yeah usually there are a team of analysts behind them it depends on the scale of it uh, you know and these days um, you know I've got a good buddy of mine who runs one down in Sydney uh, you know he's the head manager on it but there are obviously analysts that work around that as well um, he, he's got like a statistical arbitrage that he runs on his a bit complex he's a highbrow guy wow um, but you know and again that's the sort of legwork that people like you and I are mere mortals wouldn't get near but he eats and drinks that kind of stuff so that's his niche and 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 it performs very very well
1: whatever floats your boat right i
0: could tell you which one it is he might buy me a beer but he's known for being very (laughs) very very frugal that young man let me tell you
1: well he sounds smart enough to be frugal so good
0: on him yes he wouldn't spend christmas
1: (laughs) (laughs) so look i mean we are coming to the end of the broadcast Mm. now um so look let's do as we always do our, our call to action so For anyone who's maybe looking to get started in the stock market who maybe might not have a lot of capital available Mm. to them, let's talk about A, how to get started, B, how to get Mm. started with ETFs, Mm. and just ultimately where to go next.
0: Okay, Great, uh, great uh, ribbon to put around it. I think the key things you've got to have, number one, you have to have a trading account. We can help with that. It'll take about 15 minutes to get that set up. So that's a a very simple process. And the advantage to our account, number one, the brokerage is incredibly low. Number two, uh, it gives us the ability to trade both the Aussie and the US markets off the one account, and and a lot of ETFs are in the US market. Um, Number two, ask yourself the question, whatever you've got in terms of savings right now, uh, in terms of cash you're holding at the bank, are you carrying more cash than you should? In other words, have cash for what you need over to cover your immediate expenses and then take the rest of that and get it working a little bit harder for you. Um, So rather than just have it sitting there as lazy money earning 0.75% gross at the moment, get it into something that's going to grow more for you. You can always repatriate it. They're very liquid. Uh, There's no drama with all of that. Uh, Number three is to probably have a a guide on what it is you're looking for. Are you just looking to dip a toe and get started? Are Are you the sort of person that's got a... A particular mandate where you've got an environmental bias which we've already spoken of and and it's important for you to invest within the parameters of that environmental bias in which case you're going to have to do some research on the kind of fund that's right for you number four make sure what you're investing in is what you think it is so check out the gearing level before you hit the go button not afterwards when you're sweeping up the broken glass absolutely Mm.
1: that's a really good point um look andrew it's been a pleasure to get your intake on this um and look i think there's a lot of good points in there and you know a really good incentive for those who maybe don't have a lot of capital or who want to get started mm. to actually get in and get it done because as you can see, the results and how it's done is really quite mm.
0: simple. i would tell you what we might do is actually put up a, we might publish what our sort of top 10 uh, ETFs are down the track so that people can actually get a bit of a handle on where they're at and why we've got them in there. So we might see if we can put that in one of our media outlets for people to download and have a look at too. How about that?
1: Absolutely, sounds like a plan.
0: You'll have to do it, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> Very good, great stuff.
1: Andrew, cheers. Thank you very much for your time. It's been a pleasure.
0: Pleasure. Thank you, Mitch. Cheers. Hey, guys, hope you enjoyed the show on exchange-traded funds. Please do make sure you give us a rating and a review. Very important to get that message out there. We'll look forward to seeing you in the next broadcast.